You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Go ahead and turn in your Bible tonight. We're going to, um, I'll have a few verses on the screen, but I want you to go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. It's in the New Testament. And uh, if you'll find like... uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, and then Galatians, okay? And if you'll get in Galatians chapter 5, and we're continuing on our teaching on the Holy Spirit, and um, we're not afraid of the Holy Spirit, um, and we believe that He is the Spirit of truth, and Jesus said, it is better for you that I go away, because if I don't go away, then the Holy Spirit won't come, but if I... If I go away, then he's going to come and it's going to be better for you. Everybody say better. It's going to be better because he's going to be in us and he can be with every one of us all the time. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, um, just as he promised. And to me, this is like the biggest, greatest promise in the Bible. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll just never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He said, I'll never let you down. And I believe that. How many of you know that sometimes we forget about that though? But you need, you need to stay stirred up in that. And I'm going to give you a key before we leave tonight that I believe will, will help you and strengthen you in that. That is, that is part of how this whole thing will work. We've spent the last few weeks looking at a number of aspects of the Holy Spirit. And whatever your terminology is, the Bible does command that we be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And it's to keep being filled. Keep being filled. We need to stay full. I said we need to stay full. How many of you realize sometimes you're, you're not as full as other times? How many of you have ever tipped over and spilled out real quick? Okay. And, and it's not a problem with the Holy Spirit. It's a problem with the container. Okay. And so he's continuing to work on us. These uh, vessels made of clay. Sometimes I feel like we're a big to-go styrofoam cup, you know. But uh, that we've got to continue to be filled. He is the helper. Uh, We've read in the Amplified Bible and studied a little bit in the Greek language as well what all that means, that he's the helper and he's the comforter. And and bottom line, he is whatever he needs to be to help you and comfort you and to get you through. And so Jesus also said that when I leave, I'm going to send you another comforter. Everybody say another And that word in the Greek, another, really brings out the whole idea. It's another one just like me. Jesus is saying he is just like me. And he will do in my absence what I would do if I were there physically present with you. And so that's why the Holy Spirit needs to be celebrated. We we need need not be afraid of him. I do believe it's a conspiracy of the enemy, the, the one who hates you. The enemy of your soul to uh, divert you away from the wonderful truths and power of the Holy Spirit by all the weird stuff that people do. It's true. It's true. And what we want to do is just stick with Scripture, stay out of the ditches, stay up on the road and have him in fullness in our life and freedom in our in our gatherings. And uh, so that is very important that we teach on these things. So we're on this, uh, you know, I'm not even going to tell you how many weeks because I don't even know. So we'll just, we'll just keep going. In Galatians chapter 5, <coughs> excuse me, 
We're going to pick up in verse 16. And again, uh, these verses will just be in your Bible. I have some other verses we'll put up on the screen for you. I thought it'd be good for us to just kind of follow along in the actual book here. Uh, Look down at verse 16, Galatians chapter 5. Paul said, I say then, and even the way that that is phrased is pretty emphatic. He's really trying to get your attention on this. Walk in the spirit. Notice the capital S there. Walk in the spirit and you say that's me shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm going to go ahead and say this. And this is kind of our parting shot as well. This is only possible uh, through the work of the spirit. Okay. So let's read the verse again. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's only possible through the help, the power, the work of the spirit for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, and this also means to, to walk in and be empowered by, if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Some of you may want to cover your ears. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Everybody real quick, just take a moment and tell your neighbor your deepest, darkest sins. Okay, go ahead. Take a moment to do that. No, don't. Don't. Really don't. 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 I see some of you. I've got to get this off my chest. No, no. Here's the list. And then notice what it says and the like. So it continues on. And all of this is contagious of which I told you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, what does that mean? Pastor it means what it said that if you practice these things. Now, if you remember from our study in first John, how many of you were with us for our for our nine-year study of the book of first... No, it wasn't that long. Um, that we looked at this, this phrase here. When you practice sin, it is an unbroken cycle. It's an unbroken cycle. You give your life to these things. This is an unbroken cycle in your life. You in trouble. Okay? Now, what we do, though, we all sin. We all fall short. Not a license, not an excuse, but as we... As we mess up and we work with the Holy Spirit and he works with us, we're convicted, we repent, we renounce it, we get forgiven, we get cleansed, he helps us, we start anew. And then sometimes then we mess up again. How many of you with me on this? Okay. And, and I kind of drew it out for you, even, you know, how that cycle happens. But what we do not want, because you don't want to miss on the kingdom of God. There's some interpretation that says that you'll not inherit the kingdom of God. It means that you'll have no benefits from the kingdom of God. You have no benefits from the kingdom of God. Or there's a more dire interpretation of this. And it means you are not even going to have a part of it. You're not in. Now, that's not my purpose tonight. This would be my point though. Don't do this stuff. Okay? Because it's not good. Alright, let's close in prayer. Let's keep going. Verse 22, but everybody say, but, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Now, let's look at a number of things. You can leave your Bible open there because we're going to come back and refer to some things. Um, Let me mention again that for you and I to overcome the lust, the desires of the flesh can only this can only be accomplished as a work of the spirit. Now, a work of the spirit really involves, though, a combo. It's a combination of your spirit because you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And the alive portion of you, the real you, that is really, truly in communion and contact with the Holy Spirit, that part of you is your spirit. So when we have the Holy Spirit in combination with your spirit, the main part of you, the real you, uh, only in that combination, and we're going to, we'll break it out a little bit more in a moment. That's the only possible way that we're going to overcome sin. And the desires of the flesh. Now, let's talk about temptation too. How many of you have ever been tempted? Okay, for the rest of you, I need to know your secret. Okay. Um, Temptation, just by definition, and I don't have time to go into all of this, but James tells us that when you're tempted, don't say that you're tempted of God. Because God does not tempt people with evil. Okay? Now, God will test you on some things. But he does not tempt you with evil. God's not going to dangle something in front of you to see if you take the bait. God, God doesn't handle things that way. He will test you in some things. But he will not tempt you. Y'all, y'all with me so far? So when we have temptation to do wrong, <clears throat> temptation is really this. Something creates a desire to do something that is unwise or wrong. It's the solicitation to do evil. And it's something that makes something destructive attractive. Why would some people do some of the things that they do other than something has caused that to somehow be attractive to them? Something that's unwise, something that is wrong, something that is dangerous and destructive. And yet that's what we get tempted to do. We get tempted to cheat that would ruin your name, your marriage, your career, whatever. We get tempted to steal. We get tempted to look where we shouldn't look. We get tempted to get angry. We get tempted to say the wrong thing. Turn to your neighbor and tell him your worst temptation ever. No, don't. No, no, don't. Just trying to keep you in in the game here. And so temptation. Well, how are we going to overcome temptation in the same way? In the same way. So I want to show you just very clearly from Scripture this wonderful work and help of the Holy Spirit to help us with this. Now look in verse 17 again. It says, for the spirit, excuse me, for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So the flesh, everybody say flesh. The flesh here is not necessarily talking about this flesh that you, that you see. The flesh that you washed and sprayed something good smelling on and, and all of that and put clothes on. We're not really talking about that. It is your old nature. It is the nature of the flesh. It is your lower nature. And let me just go ahead and tell you this. You're going to have to deal with the flesh nature as long as you're still on earth. 
Okay? And I'll illustrate that for you in just, just a few moments here. But you're going to have to deal with that. Well, so that's the flesh. And it says here again, for the flesh, and look at the end of verse 16. If you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So it's this lower old nature. It's, it's a sinful nature, low life. Now, the body is neutral. The body is neutral. So if the body is under the control of the flesh nature, the carnal nature, then the body, because it's neutral, will do what the flesh wants it to do. So you're going to fulfill the lust and the desires of the flesh, the sinful nature, fleshly carnal nature. You'll fulfill those desires if you're under the control of that. So that's what we've got to do is get out from under the control. Now realize that battle will rage the rest of your earthly life. But we can win while we're here. Okay? Now, uh, when you walk and live and do and fulfill the lust and desires of the flesh, it produces corruption. Now, corruption here, we tie it into politics or whatever, but corruption here really means this. Ruin, decay, and destruction. And we know this. Many of you know this by having lived it already at some point in your life. That when you allow your body to be under the control of your sinful nature, then the only result of that is corruption, ruin, decay, destruction. How many of you have known somebody that that? Come on, how many of you know this? We we know this. Y'all wake up and get with me now. So, and it produces this. Look down at verse 19. Here are the works or the fruit, the result of the flesh. And we went through this whole list here of adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Um, Let's go ahead and read them so that you see them all again. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Here, that one's semi, semi harmless, isn't it? No. Yesterday, I was crossing an intersection. And there was this uh, van that was passing. No, it wasn't the lady with the cell phone, the French fries and the cigarette. It was a, <clears throat> but this van was crossing. We're crossing the intersection at the same time. And there's a guy and a wife or girlfriend or whatever. And it looked like some other people, maybe some children in the van. And we're just crossing. And this guy is screaming at the top of his lungs. I mean, he's just so angry. This is a total outburst of wrath. And it's just, and I thought, I wouldn't want to be in that van for anything. And I promise you, it did not produce peace. And I don't think the children were all happy. And Mrs. or Miss or whoever she was and those eyes, she didn't look happy. And driver guy, I mean, I think his head probably blew up, you know, just. <clears throat> and he's just, and, and, and I just hurt for them. And that's just one thing that I can illustrate for you here. Some of these others I'm not going to illustrate. Okay? And <clears throat> you know what he did? Now follow me. His body is neutral. His body is absolutely neutral. Just like yours, just like mine. Neutral. But for whatever reason, whatever path he's on, at that point, he's under the control of that fleshly, lower nature. And you know what it wanted to do? It just wanted to yell. It just wanted to be angry. It just wanted to do all of that. And so whenever that happens, it produces corruption. 
It produces corruption. And I want to tell you something about corruption. Decay, ruin, destruction. It's not like something you just wipe off real quick. It leaves a mark. You hear me? It leaves a mark. Little children riding along with that. Whether it was one time or if it's every day, it leaves a mark. Leaves a mark. And that's what it does. It's not just, okay, we're all good, aren't we? Aren't we good now, fam? We're all good. Let's go get ice cream. You can go get ice cream. But you just left a mark. It's like acid that we just threw on something precious. And so all of these other things, we've got to, we've got to understand the nature of this. But I feel like doing, I feel, yeah, yeah, but this is where we've got to win this battle. Because otherwise, if these things come out, you're going to mark things all around you. You're going to bring decay and ruin and destruction. Anybody with me so far? Let's keep going here. Uh, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness. Let me just go ahead and say this. And later I'll, I'll, I'll come back on this at some point. You know, there's all kinds of debate now in the body of Christ. And can you drink? Can you not drink? Whatever. And there's all kinds of schools of everything. I don't. I grew up in a home where um, for a number of years, alcohol was a real problem. And it left a mark. Okay, it left a mark. So if you are fine with it, just understand that you do not take it even near a point of drunkenness. Okay? I'm against it. I'm against it all the way. Okay, me. You say, well, you're the pastor. Fine. But for me, that's, that's where I'm at. And I've talked to some people that I respect and I love. And they said, well, we think the Bible says this and you... You can do that and that's okay. But here's the point. Here's the point. And I had a responsible conversation with, with somebody not, not too long ago that I really respect. I really respect their walk with God. And um, they said, we do this, but we do not do this toward drunkenness. And, and their hearts were, they said, we feel fine with God. And I said, then, then that's what you have to do. But let me just tell you, uh, I'm not the big Facebook guy. But I got like 2,000 people that, you know, look on the Facebook thing. And sometimes, well, that was so sweet of them to, to like my fan page. And then I'll, I don't even know if I should be telling you all this. And I'll click over there and see who they are. And they got pictures and they're wasted. Somebody's got to tell you. You do not give in to the sinful Nature part that's going to take you too far. But we're, we're, no, no, you've got to have lines for everything. You've got to have boundaries for everything. Okay? You've got to have those or you're going to leave marks. And don't think, well, I'm fine. There's all kinds of people around you. There's all kinds of people around you. And, you're, and if you'll notice, we're here on earth and we do have impact and we're responsible for that impact on other people. Well, I never planned to get into that tonight, but I said, you know, the last thing I say before I leave my office, and I've done this for almost 21 years, the last thing I say before I let go of the doorknob in my office, Holy Spirit, you're on. So I guess he wanted me to say that tonight. So, so you take it up with him. Okay. I'm just the delivery guy. Just the, the delivery guy. Now. Where were we in the Bible? Revelries and the like. Let's, let's, uh, 
Look down here in verse 22. But, everybody give me a big but. Oops. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, how many of you know those are going to leave a mark too? Those things are going to leave a mark too. And we're responsible for the mark that we leave plus in our life. Now, if the spirit, and remember I talked about the spirit, your spirit, his spirit combo. If the spirit is, con- is in control of your body, neutral body, then this is going to happen. So this does not mean that you have no feelings, no inclinations, no desires to do verse 19 through 21. Or any of those things and the like. It doesn't mean that your flesh is not saying, let's do this. Did you know that over and over and over again in the Psalms, David reminded us, don't envy sinners. And you watch TV for a little bit and you see all the beautiful people and they're doing this and doing that and they're fine. And they seem to be carefree and all that stuff. They're a mess. They're a mess. And so sometimes, well, I wish I could do that. No, don't even go there. Don't envy sinners. Don't envy, especially, you know, just they polish up this image and look, they're so happy. And, and look, they, they broke up with somebody two weeks ago, but now they're having a child with this guy, you know, or whatever. And they're beautiful. And we loved all their movies. Don't envy that garbage. Y'all with me? I wish I could get back to my notes. We're just all over the place here tonight. All right. But if the spirit is control in control, then we're going to walk and live and fulfill the desires of the spirit. And that's going to be right. And that's going to produce incredible fruit. Look down with me in verse 22. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such. There is no law. Now, how many of you know that self-control would be better than an outburst of wrath? And gentleness and peace. Have you ever, though, understand this now? You may, how many of you ever felt like bursting out with wrath? And that's why it's called self-control. So here's the point. There's a battle. Everybody say there's a battle. And there's always this battle because the flesh and the spirit clash. They have total different appetites. It's like a pig and a sheep. You know, it's, it's total different thing. Now, now watch this real, real carefully in, um, in Genesis, we find Noah and the ark. I got that right. Right. Okay. Cause a few weeks ago, Moses had the boat. <laughs> Moses has returned it to Noah. I just want to let you know that cause he's a good guy. Okay. Noah. They're, they're in the ark. The, you've seen the movie. You know how it goes. Um, the flood stopped raining, but there's still the flood. And he releases a raven. And he releases that raven. Understand this about the raven. The raven feeds on what's called carrion. It's decaying flesh of dead animals. And he released the raven. And follow this. The raven never returned. And then he released a dove, two different appetites, two different critters entirely. 
And the dove is also a better representative of the spirit. He releases the dove. The dove came back. He waited seven days. He released the dove again. And the dove came back with a a little branch, a little olive branch and leaf and brought it back, which meant the waters of subsiding some. Waited seven more days. And then on this third attempt, he released the dove and the dove did not come back. And I'll tell you why, because the dove found a clean place to land. And so here we can almost see a picture of the clash between the raven and the dove, the the decay, the corruption of flesh and the cleanness of the spirit. And we could say this, and this is a caution. If you let your flesh go, you release your flesh. Listen to me. It's not going to come back. And it's going to take you places. But if you try to follow the spirit, the spirit will be patient. The, The spirit will do whatever is needed to get you to a good, safe, clean, healthy, wholesome kind of situation. Do you kind of see how that's illustrated Isn't the Bible? An incredible book now. So there's two different appetites here. There's a clash that goes on between flesh and between spirit. And speaking of appetites, let me remind you of this. And this will help you a lot. And you've heard this before. What you feed grows what you starve dies. You know, if you, if you sit around watching Jerry Springer and cage fighting and Baywatch reruns all day. Did any of y'all know any of those things or you're just pretending to be like, oh, I, I don't know what they, is that on TBN? I don't If you did that all day and then you had your three negative friends come over and y'all just talk about all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you, and then, and then your brother calls you from Montana needs prayer. You're not going to be ready to pray for him. Y'all with me? What you feed grows, what you starve dies. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. Say it with me. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. Now. If you don't have the spirit, and this is in this passage, if you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, which would mean this, that you're not, you're not a believer, you're not a Christian yet, then there is no battle. There's just no battle. I mean, we do what we want to do when we want to do it. And there's no battle. So the battle starts to take place, though, when you become a believer. When you become a believer, because now you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and there's a fight on for this neutral vehicle instrument, your body. And that's the battle that we face. Can we win it? I'm not going to ask you if you are. I'm just, can we win this? But we can only win it as a work of the Holy Spirit. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot just will to do this. And let me say this about this battle. Never, ever get comfortable with the clash. Okay, because there's going to be a clash. I'll be honest with you. Listen, and you be honest with yourself. There are times, you know, I, I get up early every morning. I spend a good amount of time in prayer and reading the word and studying and fellowshipping with God. I do. And then I've gotten in my car before. And then you get, let's just do something all of us do get in traffic 
And there's part of me like, Come on, how many of you? Now, what is that? Come on. It's flesh. Do I have to give in? No, the Bible says I have no obligation to it. Will it usually be around? Does it stink? Yeah. And it's all, you know, and it's like, oh, hit him, hit him. Come on. And there's always going to be that clash. So don't condemn yourself. This is a freedom message here. Don't condemn yourself when you're something like, I feel like. Or, you know, something starts to turn your head. What's wrong with me? You know, you've got to know that all this goes on. But what we've got to do is don't get comfortable with that clash and don't get condemned by that clash. Why am I wanting to do this or go there? It's your flesh. But we have no obligation to the flesh to do what the flesh wants to do. Instead, what we're going to do, and I've got just a couple minutes, I'll share with you some keys here. We're going to hook up with the Holy Spirit. Now, you cannot just will to overcome the flesh. You can't just, it's not will worship and you're going to grit your teeth and somehow get through this thing. Let me read this to you in um, uh, Romans chapter 7. Verse 15 and and verse 19, Paul said, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Can I get an amen? amen? I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Can I get an amen? You know, and that's, that's what happens sometimes. So Paul And if you read that whole passage, he's trying to will it. And he said, but I can't just will it to make this happen. The answer is this, because your will is involved. You must surrender your will to the Holy Spirit. You must surrender your will to the Holy Spirit. Now look with me on the screen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 in the Amplified Bible. But I say, walk and live habitually. What does that mean? As a habit in the Holy Spirit, responsive to. And controlled and guided by the spirit, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. Now, if we could do that verse again, I want everybody to read it with me. Okay, let's do this. Go back to the top. But I say, walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the spirit, then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and the desires of the flesh. Now, this is what we've got to do. Now, notice this again. You've got to be responsive to and controlled and guided by. It's always a choice. How many of you know that angry guy driving the van across the intersection the other day had a choice? Now, listen, the more that you give in one way or another, the stronger you're going to get. The more that you just give into the flesh, the quicker and easier it is to give into the flesh. If you're prone to give into anger, you know, if you're not fighting it, you're not trying to hold to that clash and yield instead to the spirit. How many of you know you can get angry real quick and all the time? Well, that's just the way I am. I just fly off at the handle. Well, get some duct tape because your life is about to change. Okay, we got to we got to get this thing right. 
and whatever that you easily give into. Now, the more that we are responsive to and yielded to and controlled by the Holy Spirit, the quicker and the easier it is for, for us to follow the Spirit. And we can start to train the neutral part of us here. Now, let me keep going here. In verse 25 in the Amplified Bible, it says, If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Holy Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line. Our conduct, look at that, controlled by the Spirit. Now, does he control us? No, we yield to him. We yield over the control to him. And this is the first, the first step in doing that is tell him. You're driving. I leave my office. Holy Spirit, you're on. And what you've got to do, and and I'll get to this in just a moment. You've got to tell him at some point. And you've got to tell yourself. And you've got to tell the flesh. And you've got to tell the devil. I'm following God today. I'm walking in the spirit today. This is why the first part of your day is so important. You can't just wake up and stumble into your day. And I've told you, you're running out the door, eating a Pop-Tart and driving, putting on makeup. And we're not even sure where we're going. Or I don't know if I passed work yet or not. And this is not guys. This is like, like ladies. That's a whole nother sermon. But you can't just start your day like that and expect that you're going to follow the spirit and you're going to have, you're going to have peace and all of those things. Now, let me, let, and I'll do a little bit more on this next week. The Holy Spirit does not work in a vacuum. There are things that he uses. There are things that he works with. There are things that we hand over to him that he works with. He, the more that you're in the word, the more that you'll spend some time in prayer, the more that you'll worship him. And some of you are saying, that sounds so boring. It's because you have not done it. You have not done it. I double dog dare, I triple dog dare you. To get alone with God. Nobody else that you've got to impress or try to. (laughs) You won't do that stuff when you're by yourself. You won't need a little praise flag. Cause you got to be real and to say, God, I don't want to just read your word. I want your word to speak to me and then get into his word in strategic ways and pray to him and yield to him and worship him by yourself. And then get in good fellowship with good people and put out some kind of good effort. And the Holy spirit will take that and he will work with that. He'll take that and he'll work with that. Now, I won't take all the time to do this right now. Part of it has to do with setting your mind. What you set your mind on. Let me go ahead and read these verses here and and I'll wrap up in just a moment. In Romans chapter 5, excuse me, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 8 in the New Living, it says this. Those who are dominated, watch this carefully. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit? Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Think about the things that please the Spirit. It's what you focus on. It's what you think on. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Quick survey. Death or life and peace. How many of you vote for this one? Death. Anybody for death? 
How about life and peace? All right. Well, how, how do you, what are you thinking on? What are you thinking on? And I'm going to tell you what, that's one thing that you can absolutely control. And the other thing is this Galatians 6, 8 said, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh corruption. You sow to the spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. Let me stop with this one thought. Go back to the garden again. And man is created for this. And this is part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit today. Listen to me. And I learned this from, from Pastor Jack Hayford, some of his writings and teachings. This is a powerful thing. Man had daily walks and talks with God in the garden in the cool of the day. Man had daily walks and talks with God in the garden in the cool of the day. And you know what? You need to have, I need to have daily talks and walks. I can't. I'm running late. Fix that. Fix that. Get up earlier. Oh, I can't. Turn the TV off at night. Turn your computer off at night. Lay your clothes out at night. Get some things planned ahead. That how you start your day is absolutely critical to what you hook your little hitch up to. And it is vital. And you need to start your day. Not literally, you got to plant a garden, thank God. And literally got to walk. No, I'm telling you that you're going to, in the cool of the day, in the beginning, in the peaceful part, before there's any kind of noise and crowdedness and an agenda and all those things, you and I are going to have to have walk and talk with God. And one of the precious ways to do it, pray in your prayer language, pray in the language, pray in the spirit, pray with the understanding Worship God, not with pretense, not worrying about anybody else, just you and God and tell him, God, I want you to control me today. I give you the control. Help me to fix my thoughts on you. Help me to think on the right things. Help me to when to catch myself in the clash of going the wrong way so that I can have life and peace instead of death. Now, the only way we're going to overcome this is a work of the Spirit, your Spirit, in combo with the Holy Spirit, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh.